Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to No Confidence. I'm your host, David Merlin. Nothing you'll hear me say is intended to legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider something somebody else might say. Uh, it far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter. We're equivalent on a daily basis, believe it. It's May 6, 2019, Monday. Welcome to the Monday Night Call here on TalkShoe. We'll see how this goes. I might record a show later uh, and bag this one. Because this, this is kind of loose. Um... The, uh, there was a, I've been approached by somebody that has a tax conviction they want to challenge. And the court is beating him up on probation. And so, uh, he wants to comply with the law and file 30 years worth of tax returns that the, uh, the court says he has to file. The court assigned an attorney to help him figure it all out. The attorney is going to contact the IRS with basic questions about the Form 1040, the Paperwork Reduction Act, and a couple other things. Uh, Wants to limit it to about 10 questions, which is fine. Uh, That attorney should move slowly through tax law. He's, uh, he just doesn't have it. But he's been assigned to represent this guy while he's on probation. And so, uh, I get to write the questions they're going to send to the IRS <clears throat> to reestablish a reliance defense against going back to jail, to federal prison. Now, um, that's purely contempt of court. That's how you would treat that proceeding. And so your goal is to prove you're not in contempt. One way to prove you're not in contempt is... I'm making every effort to comply. And that's the the angle that we're going to pursue for him to, number one, get his probation officer to back off. Number two, please the court. I'm following your instructions. I'm going to file those forms. And uh, uh, you you can trust me just as soon as the IRS clears up a couple things about how to proceed, then uh, we're in like Flynn, your honor. And they're, with the knowledge, they're going to fail. Two lawsuits in uh, South Dakota, two lawsuits in South Carolina, tax court in Texas and in Indianapolis, appeals from uh, or appeals on to the seventh, ninth, and eleventh circuits. Those three appealed to the Supreme Court just last year. I wrote all of these in the last four years plus a couple that I didn't mention. I'm not going to go down the list. I don't have it in front of me. But uh, court, everywhere. Everywhere, everywhere. If you listen to um, American Liberties here on TalkShoe, show number 87488. He's got an archive where I'm there every Wednesday. Just about every Wednesday. 
recaps of all this litigation over the last four years. You can find them right there. So uh, we know they will fail, and it's on a question as basic as this, if the attorney isn't shy about asking the IRS about tax code section 83. Uh, the IRS says it explains how to tax the entire workforce, and uh, I have every reason to suspect he might brand it a tax protester argument. So uh, I'll have to play real softball, but get to the point on a couple things for him to represent the letter to the authorities on behalf of the client. So we'll have to wait and see. Pardon me. Then, aside from that, hardball questions are going to be posed by the client himself through the mail without his attorney's knowledge. Different questions, hardball questions about the law, Section 83, a couple other things about the W-4 form and the Paperwork Reduction Act. And uh, everyone is going to fail to disclose the operation of the law. We already know. But this time they're going to fail in relation to somebody that's trying to comply with a court order. So <laughs> it's going to be just a little more difficult to shine him on because he's in front of a court that ordered him to file the returns and then they keep the law secret. <coughs> so you can see the, uh, the, the reliance defense that we're building for him, which will carry uh, further than just aiding him on probation. He's going to seek to get his conviction vacated, and he's going to have this very contemporary record of failure on the part of the government to address the law in any way. They refuse. And we got all the goods on. We know what they're going to say. They're going to run from it, and uh, uh, he'll have all these great exhibits uh, to add to his... Um, his petition to vacate the conviction. He was obviously innocent from the start. Um, JL asks, can you go into more detail about the 1040 and the Paperwork Reduction Act? It's not one of uh, the arguments that I've ever waged. However, I'll read you a couple of the authorities cited in his... Uh, his Privacy Act notice or reply to the Privacy Act statement in the 1040 manual. He says, in the new Privacy Act and Paperwork Reduction Notice, herein after referred to as the Privacy Act Notice, printed on page 54 of the 1999 Form 1040 Instruction Booklet, it states in paragraph 3 that they say that you must file a return or statement with us for any tax you are liable for your response is mandatory under these sections. That's what this notice constitutes, the statement, which is one of his options. You'll find that language also in, um, I think it's 6012, maybe 6011. Uh, therefore, my response um, 
in the form of a statement for this year is, after years of research, I have come to uh, sincerely believe that I am not a person liable or required to file a Form 1040 individual income tax return for 1999. Oh, okay. It's a five-page notice. <clears throat> um, the uh, Public Law 96-511 says a form that does not have a valid OMB control number can be ignored by the public. And he points that out right here. Uh, that the 1040 doesn't have a valid OMB control number, that it doesn't comply with the Paperwork Reduction Act. Uh, he cites another here, uh, which I think is an incomplete site. I've never seen one this short, but he says Public Law 44, Section 3512. And that'll probably get you all the information you need off of Google if you just search for that. 44 section 3512 and you'll come to more information about this on the web uh, he was doing this in the 90s and uh, I imagine there's a bunch more people into the Privacy Act because it's not a bad argument it's directly against the form and uh, if true and they he filed more than 15 of these annually consecutive and they never challenged one of them, never, never bothered to correct him, uh, never penalized him for frivolous filing, never. Out of the blue, indictment. So uh, the law doesn't matter. They'd rather have you in prison than out there working and having a life. So uh, you have to understand your foe, everybody. They got all the, they own all the courts. There isn't a single judge in the country that wouldn't love to do this to you. I've seen it and I've seen it and I've seen it. So uh, in 1996 after two years of litigation in with several clients on the the fourth and ninth circuit courts my first appellate briefing of my life um, I hit upon the idea, the notion that the law is a secret. These people are bastards. And I gravitated from there into mostly state law, traffic court, of course, and uh, trimmed off my involvement in tax matters. And the last client to petition the Supreme Court in 1998 um, was my fifth Supreme Court client by the end of 98. And then it was state law for several years. I didn't go near taxes until probably 2006. So <clears throat> it was it was that convincing to me at that point that uh, tax law is futile. It's going to stay futile. They won't even talk about the statutes. They say explain how to tax you. Uh, screw this. So I bagged it, and here I am, uh, way back in it. It's it's something else. Um, very burdensome having to write tax briefs explain tax statutes knowing that the government isn't even required to talk about it when you go to court but this guy is uh, arguing not only against having to file the form forms 1040 the judge ordered him to but also to build a reliance defense component 
when he challenges his conviction with this new record and his old one which fills up a truck and dump all that on the record and see what happens then uh, for that second attempt he's not going to have this same lame counsel that I just spoke with an hour ago uh, the guy doesn't know anything about tax law he's, he's weak and uh, all they have to do is build a reliance defense that's good so uh, keep it simple for the guy but um, this guy with a conviction really wants to move in a strong way against his conviction and he's going to have the resources to hire a great attorney one that's already beating the government in criminal cases so we're we're working to equip that attorney overall but this first little step keep him out of prison and he says they pull a really nasty stunt on probation violators where he's at they just threw him back in prison for 15 months about 15 months ago and he's out now and uh he says on the second violation they double it so if he violates probation again he goes back for three years <laughs> or 30 months so uh, that's the first thing is uh, cover his behind for that and then uh, attack the conviction and we're loaded for bear so uh, that's the the game we're playing right now and when everybody see so right now he can say uh, oh yeah I'm represented by an attorney we're taking care of it yep I'm gonna do what you ordered and uh, the attorney can say yep I've, I've sent correspondence to the IRS for more information so we can get this man straight and uh, 30 days will go by and then he'll file a motion for curative instruction with the court probably saying what do we do the laws a secret and we'll have those responses as an ex as exhibits. So, um, game on, and make the court answer the attorney. How how can I straighten out this man's affairs if the law's a secret? They appointed a guy intentionally appointed appointed a guy that doesn't know anything about tax law. Well, that's the price you pay. Here he is with his questions. Here he is with a case law that says Section 83 explains how to tax the workforce. We're going to need to know how to comply with it. That's all. I'm not making any arguments. I just want to know if, if I can interpret 1.83-3G and its reference to any money or property paid, can I interpret that to include property within which the defendant has no basis, like his labor? He didn't have to buy his labor before he sold it, so it's property within which he has no cost. But the law says any property is a cost. Labor's property. Why isn't, a, why isn't it at a cost under this provision? Can I interpret it uh, this way? Uh, in the chat, there's a question, has he ever filed a criminal complaint against the agencies? No, I get to write that complaint. He will be filing a complaint. And... Um, uh, there's a top in criminal complaint you got to identify the criminal the criminal contempt of corpse the judge is dead the first three judges when they tried this guy in 2003 and 4 
recused themselves because they could see what was happening to him. And so they brought in a judge that was terminally ill to turn the screws on him, suppress all the evidence, intimidate him with marshals, tell him he has to shut up while he's in court or he'll get arrested. All the, It just went uh, the whole nine yards on him like I couldn't believe. Right there in open court. Uh, had the public defender. She was in tears at the way he was being treated. So um, the criminal complaint, it's been 15 years. And some of those attorneys have died since they did this to him. So uh, who knows who's even alive still. But the criminal complaint will be for kidnapping and for conspiracy against rights. As you see on my YouTube channel, Take From Caesar, on my YouTube channel there's a, uh, a black placard called Happy Doc Number 1, Capital Offense in Kentucky. That's a criminal complaint for kidnapping and conspiracy on the state level over a false indictment, seven counts, tax evasion, Kentucky state law, where they already had his statement of his good faith understanding of the law on record, which means he's not willful, and they brought those charges anyway. So that criminal complaint uh, I wrote in 24 hours, he filed it, and his seven counts of tax evasion turned in to, oh, you can stay out of uh, jail if you go on a payment plan. <laughs> I never heard of anything like it. Never heard of that. They want you in. And he stayed out, and he's on a payment plan. <laughs> so um, he sent a correspondence to 32 attorneys about his case to see if he could find counsel after he had to fire two appointed counsels from the court because they didn't know anything about tax law. And uh, only four attorneys replied to him, and none of them wanted to take his case. And so uh, he bitched about that. I wrote the motions, <clears throat> and, uh, and we beat him up with the criminal complaint, published it, got an ISBN number on it and everything. And uh, his wife was handing that out in front of the courthouse. <laughs> so uh, they were on the warpath. Uh, I think they went to radio stations with the, with, uh, the rundown. And uh, <clears throat> then um, he got out on a payment plan. So mission accomplished. Right on. Now, um, uh, that document is worth reading. You watch the first video, Happy Doc Number One. The video right beside it is a silent slideshow, so you can actually read what's in the complaint. The first one, Happy Doc Number One, is a uh, screen capture of the complaint where you can't really read it, but I uh, um, I give you a tutorial while I'm scrolling through it. <clears throat> Uh, anyway, I really like that document, and those would be the charges to place in, I feel, and you can feel differently if you like, um, you're, you're adults, you're American, look at the law, and tell me a malicious prosecution is not a kidnapping. 
It took multiple people. It's a kidnapping and a conspiracy. That's a capital offense under Section 241 of Title 18. Conspiracy with a kidnapping. Up to death. Or any term of years. So, um, those would be the allegations I would bring in my criminal complaint. And I'm pretty sure this uh, client is keen on that. So, uh, it's going to be interesting here in about two months. We'll have more of a record built and uh, develop his evidence. He's got all that record in one place. It'll fill up a loading dock of the court unless he files it in PDF format. <coughs> Excuse me. And uh, then it's onward. They had no business saying that he's willfully in violation of the law. No business. He was the furthest thing from it. Obviously didn't believe he had a duty. And in the government's own words, if you don't believe you have a duty, you're not willful. The government has to prove that you have a legal duty. They can't do that. They have to prove you knew and believed that you have a duty. They can't do it with this guy. 15 annual statements consecutively filed. They had to suppress them at trial. The prosecutor said, if we let the jury see this, they'll dismiss the case. Oh, we can't have that. And so they suppressed all the evidence. <sighs> and uh, it'll be a matter of... Um, applying in the right venue to the right person for a vacation of the conviction. And I think we can do it. Um, the guy will probably have a couple of professional opinions from uh, high-paid attorneys to evaluate his evidence and offer an opinion as to whether or not he was willful or whether at any time he uh, had criminal intent. They're going to get an affidavit from me saying, yeah, I met the guy in like 1998. And uh, after that, he was selling my professional opinions to his clients as well as the professional opinions of others. A couple tax attorneys, a couple of accountants, a couple of IRS enrolled agents, and me selling professional opinions about how uh, the IRS is breaking the law or you don't have a duty for different reasons. <clears throat> And uh, how that is not a good faith understanding of the law, I'll never know. And then you look at his personal statements, the mailers he sent out to every client of his, a couple thousand clients every month, he sent these mailers out to them, a collection of articles about government misconduct every month. And they put those in binders uh, that they keep at home. And, uh, I mean, the guy was cranking on not being willful. And they called him willful anyway and sent him to prison for 15 years. So, uh, the, the target is huge. And once that ev evidence goes on record, uh, they'll need another terminally ill judge to come in and deny him. Because no one's going to want to go near it. Uh, the way we're preparing this, uh, I'm just 
really, there's going to be a mountain of stuff for them to overcome. Yeah, so that's what I like about America, speculating. I'd like to give you a uh, another site about speculation. I think it's um, Papa Christu. Find. Speculate. As to, and I'm doing a search. Yes. Um, it's not Papa Christu. It's footnote 29. Footnote 29, U.S. versus Batchelder. First in the chat, I'm going to paste in the case site. Coming. And here's that case site. U.S. versus Batchelder, 442 U.S., 114. And in one place it says, it is a fundamental tenet of due process that no one may be required at peril of life, liberty, or property to speculate as to the meaning of penal statutes. And they cite Lanzetta versus New Jersey. A criminal statute is therefore invalid if it fails to give a person of ordinary intelligence fair notice that his contemplated conduct is forbidden. Now, with what you've seen happen, you know that any court you go into with that, they're going to go, the Supreme Court is full of horse, Pucky. They might even put it in writing. So, uh, none of it means anything, but he's going to have the biggest mountain of evidence to fit into that James Back trial memorandum from the government in the James Back case a uh, year in, uh, in 2014 the government's trial memorandum has a definition of innocence in it and how this guy doesn't meet that and knock it out of the park uh, you can't even talk about criminal intent when you look at what the guy's done and the record he's built the loads of evidence he was in the game of pen peddling professional opinions about how nobody has to file or pay because of these reasons at law. So uh, that's the club, and that's what we're going to hit them with. Thanks for sharing your Monday night with me. I'm going to cut it short, and uh, I'll probably post this show here to talk to you. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. My name is David Merlin. None of this is legal advice, and uh, I'll see you tomorrow evening, 3 o'clock Pacific. 6 o'clock Eastern for my Tuesday show. Take care, everybody. I say good show. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.